Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. If we are going to trust in God, we must understand that His ways are not the ways of mankind. He created physical law, and He can suspend physical law any time He chooses. And although many do not approve, God will allow and use our suffering to accomplish His will, even if it requires sending His sinless Son to the cross. Today on Drawing Near, we witness the culmination of one prophecy and the beginning of a second. So please open your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 1 and join me for Unexpected Miracles. Join me in prayer as we prepare for today's study. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your miracles, many of which we probably don't notice. We thank you that you are all-powerful and that you are able to accomplish what you desire. But not only that, Father, I thank you for your wisdom, for your knowledge, for all that you see and understand, that you are able to do right all the time. You are holy and righteous, good and loving, and you do right all the time, even when we don't understand what you're doing. Father, give us the faith to trust in you, to rely on you, and even when things around us don't look like they should, help us to understand that you are sovereign and in control. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In Luke chapter 1, verse 23 and following, we read, When the days of his priestly service were ended, he went back home. After these days, Elizabeth, his wife, became pregnant, and she kept herself in seclusion for five months, saying, This is the way the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked with favor upon me, to take away my disgrace among men. I can't begin to imagine the attention Zechariah received during his priestly service because he was mute. Obviously, he had witnessed something, something unique had happened to him, and no doubt everyone was interested. Yet after his period of service was ended, he went home. This indicates to us that whenever a priest served, they went to the temple, they served in the temple, they stayed in the temple quarters, and then when they were finished, they went back home. Sometimes these travels were lengthy. We're not sure, but we're told later on in the Gospels that Zacharias and Elizabeth lived out in the countryside because Mary goes there to visit them. Well, he goes back home. And then we're told in verse 24, After these days Elizabeth his wife became pregnant. When Zacharias was finished and went home, he had to somehow communicate to Elizabeth all that was going on. I have no idea how he did this. I don't know if he wrote her notes, if she wrote back, whether or not she could read. Sometimes that was an issue. But she had sent a husband away who could talk and communicate, and when he returned, he was mute, and he had witnessed something spectacular. And this, no doubt, changed her husband. And as a result, it changed her. And we're told one of the ways it affected her was she became pregnant. Exactly as Gabriel said, she became pregnant with their son 
who had become John the baptizer. And after becoming pregnant, we're told at the end of verse 24, she secluded herself. She stayed away from everyone for five months. Maybe she did this because she was uncertain what was really going to happen. Sometimes couples do not announce that they're expecting a child. They don't want anyone to know because they're afraid that maybe there will be a miscarriage or there will be a problem. But for whatever reason, she stayed in seclusion for five months. So we know by the end of that five-month period, she was showing. Something else we need to understand is within the next month, Mary is going to show up on her doorstep. So she keeps herself in seclusion, and after five months, we can expect her pregnancy became public. While she was going through all of this in verse 25, we're told her testimony was, this is the way the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked with favor upon me to take away my disgrace among men. In that statement, there's some very, very important information for us. Elizabeth lived with disgrace in her heart. Whenever she went out in public, whenever she was around other women who had children and families, she had to deal with some trace element of disgrace in her heart and life. She knew she had not done anything wrong before the Lord, and yet no doubt there were times when she wondered what she was missing. She couldn't understand because of her husband and her faithfulness why God wouldn't bless them with children. The truth of the matter is, sometimes God withholds a child from parents for a reason, and other times it's just biology, it's just chemistry. We don't know which is which. And we would do well to just go to the Lord and pray and just trust him with the circumstances because he can be trusted. So she had been dealing with disgrace among people all of her married life, and she was advanced in years. And yet now she rejoices, she praises the Lord because he has dealt favorably with her. He has looked at her and favored her with a child, with pregnancy, with all that goes along with it. God sometimes causes suffering to varying degrees in people's lives so that he may accomplish his purpose. We wouldn't really look at this as suffering, but it clearly is. Elizabeth and Zechariah suffered. They suffered not having a child. They suffered disgrace in the community, or at least questioning looks and judgmental attitudes. They suffered between one another. No doubt Elizabeth suffered looking at her husband and her husband's wondering why she would not or could not bear a child. God caused this suffering. He made her barren. He closed her womb so that she could not conceive, so that when it was time, he could do in her life and through her life what he chose. We are not comfortable with this teaching. We're not comfortable with God causing suffering but he does. We are his vessels. We are his creation, and we serve however he chooses at his pleasure. Now, there are those who say, a God who's loving doesn't do this, but that is a lie of the devil. That is a lie from a human perspective. God does do what is necessary in our lives to bring about his will, and it's not just because we are sinners that he does this. Jesus Christ did not sin, and yet God's will was that he 
come into this world, he suffers shame and humiliation, disgrace, be falsely accused, falsely sentenced, and condemned to a cross. If God would do that to his only begotten Son, who is righteous and holy and sinless, God will use us in any way he chooses. And our right attitude is to be pleased to allow the Lord to do that. That doesn't mean we enjoy suffering. But the New Testament tells us over and over again, rejoice when we suffer for Christ's sake, because we will be rewarded. And while we are suffering, we are like Jesus Christ. However we want to think about it, it's important to know God expects us to rejoice when we are called upon to suffer. We need to suffer for righteousness' sake. We need to suffer in loving one another. We need to suffer false accusations and being discriminated against because we trust in Christ. We need to suffer humbly, quietly, and in faith, trusting God that he will accomplish his will as he chooses in our lives. God is no respecter of persons. We are not better than Zechariah and Elizabeth. We're not better than John, who was beheaded. We're not better than Jesus, who was crucified. We're not better than Paul, or Moses, or anyone in the scriptures. We need to recognize we exist to glorify God and to serve Him, however He chooses. And however He chooses, it is an honor to serve Him. Father in heaven, thank you for these lessons. Even though this is not the explicit intended message here, it is the implicit message that these individuals suffered disgrace and humiliation, and they did so because of your will in their lives. Help us, Father, to trust in you even when we don't understand what's going on. Give us wisdom. Give us faith. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.